<laughs> Good evening. We're learning the Seches Psachim Daf Samaches. We're starting ten lines from the bottom of Samach Zayin. So many mute. All of you says the Gemara as follows. We learned yesterday uh, the following, and this is Amar Mar. Amar Mar, of course, is always a reference to that which we've learned prior, three fourths of the way down, ten lines up. Amar Mar, we learned that Zav and Bechol Zav. What's the language of Bechol? When we were speaking about a Zav, why was there a more inclusive language? Says the Gemara, the Rabbus Balkeri, to include a, bar, a Balkeri. Uh, someone who has uh, zera uh, leave their body that they are similar to a zav. So says the Gemara. This supports a, an opinion of Rabbi Yochanan. What does Rabbi Yochanan say? He says two statements in one moment, one that has nothing or little to do with the other. It says mechilos were the tunnels. The uh, if you remember the Mishnah, we learned this many many moons ago. That if in the um, uh, in the room where all the kohanim were sleeping, if one of them uh, had a mikra so there was a way to go to the mechilos into the tunnels to get to the mikvah, and then uh, there would be no tumah. But those mechilos were not niskachu; they were not holy. So therefore, the balkari was allowed there because the balkari is limited in where he can go, and that's really part of, of statement number two. Balkari machanos, and a balkari, someone who has a mikra laila, even if someone who has tash whatever the case may be, they've had zera, so they are machanos. They're kicked out of the two inner machanos. Last night I called it machane koin. That's an error. It's machane. Shechina. I said the wrong thing. I apologize. So he's kicked out. The Balkari is kicked out of two of the Machanos. So the Gemara is bothered by the fact that Rav Yochanan seems to assume that a Balkari is kicked out of two Machanos. So um, so let's figure it out. Let's try to understand. Mesve, hold on one second. We have a, a, a Brysa. It's actually a Mishnah, Masecha Zavim. I think it's in Zavim. Where mm-hmm. is it? Yeah. So it's in Zavim, it says, Balkari Kemagasheretz, that a Balkari is similar to the Tuma of a Magasheretz, of if one of the Shmonish Shratzim uh, is able to give Tuma to another, so then if, if that's similar to a Balkari, my love, la Machanosam. Isn't that true that they're similar in regards to which Machana the, 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 the Magasheretz is allowed into? He's allowed into the Machana Levia. But, but Rabbi Yochanan says the Balkari is not allowed in the Machana Levia. He's kicked out of two Machanos, the Machana Shechina. And the Machana Levia. So that's a Kash against Rabbi Yochanan. Says, no, it's not a Kash in Rabbi Yochanan. Lo. That's not what the comparison of Balkari is to Maga Sheretz. What's the comparison? The Tumasam, that they have a similar amount of Tumas. Says the Gemara, I don't need a Mishnah and Zavim to teach me that. Those are Psukim, the Tumasam. Absolutely not. I don't, I don't need a Mishnah for that. Hi, Tumas Erev Ksibbe. Hi, Tumas Erev Ksibbe. There's Psukim that refer to the Tumah of the Maga Sheretz and the, and the Mikrolaila and the person who's a Balkari. So that can't be a Lala, the Machanosam. It must therefore be that the, that the that the comparison of a Balkari to a uh, Magasheretz that we saw in Masecha Zavim is in fact about Machanosim. And that again brings back our Kashi against Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan says the Balkari has to be kicked out of two Machanos, Machanashchina, Machanalavia. The Balkari is only allowed in the Machan Israel. However, the Magasheretz is allowed even in the Machanalavia. Stira, Zakan, Rabbi Yochanan go against the Mishnah. Answers the no, really. That's not correct. Lola Olam, really, it's Latumasa. Really, the comparison of the Mishnah and Zavim of the Balkari and the Magasheretz is about Tuma, but not in the way you think. Not about the volume of time, because both of them talk a Dubapasak about Arab. That's not what it's about. So, rather, what is the Tuma aspect that is similar between the Balkari and the Magasheretz? As the Gemara of Kamash the Balkari can Magasheretz in the following way. Ma Magasheretz, Metame Beones, Af Balkari, Metame Beones, just like. A person who became Tameh by touching a Sheretz would become Tameh even if it was bonus. He didn't act in, in, intentionally 
step on the animal. Someone threw the animal at him. It's totally an It's totally out of out of his control entirely. So the halacha is af bal keri mitame ba'ones. It's also true if a bal keri sees zera from from uh, from ones. So it is an element of tuma. And because the comparison in the Mishnah and Zavim between Balkari and Magasheritz is not about the Machane, but rather is about the Tumah, so the, now there's no longer a question against Rav Yochanan's Shita that the Balkari is Michutz the Shtei Machanos. He's really kicked out of the Machane Kahuna and the Machane Levia. That is uh, no longer a problem for Rav Yochanan. However, the Gemara does push a little further because we, we have a continuing Mishnah in, in Masecha Zavim. That, that leaves an impression on what we've already learned. Mesibe, turning to the top of Samaches Aleph. Boel Nida Kitame Mes, that a, a person, a man who has Tashmishamita with a Nida has an equivalence to someone who has Tame Mes, a very strong equivalence. So says the Gemara, Lemain, what is the comparison? If you want to say that their Tuma is the same, that's not true. It can't be that the Mishnah is there to tell me that the Tuma of someone who is Boel Anida, who has Tash Mishamita with Anida, is the same as the Tamimimimimimimimimimimim. It can't be because just like in the previous Mishnah and Zavim, here too, we have Psukim that stipulate that, that fact that hi Tumas Shiva Ksibe, hi Tumas Shiva Ksibe. We have Psukim in regards to, uh, in regards to, uh, to these two areas of Boonid and Tamimis, that they both have Sheva Sheva Yamin. So that can't be what the Mishnah is equating between the Boonid and the Tamimis, El Olav. It must be the Machanosam. It must be that it's talking about the Machanos, in which case, uh, what would then be true? Umi the Seifa the Machanosam. And since this later Mishnah, Masech Zavim, is talking about the Machanos, maybe we should argue that Reisha Nami the Machanosam, that the beginning Mishnah, the one that we started with in the Bryce on the bottom, the one that says Balkari Kemagashirts, is also talking about Machanosam, rejecting our conclusion that really in that previous Mishnah and Zavim, that the comparison between a Balkari and a Magashirts is to teach us that Ones is the common denominator, says the Gemara, no. If the Seifa is talking about uh, is talking about a machanos and which camp they should be in. The Reisha should also be talking about what camp they should be in. But if the Reisha is talking about what camp it's uh, the machana you're in, so that's a big problem for Rabbi Yochanan because it contradicts his opinion. Rabbi Yochanan says the Balkari is only allowed in the machana Israel. He's excluded from the machana Kahuna machana Leviyah. And the comparison in the Gemara and Zavim, in the Mishnah and Zavim, which says that a Balkari is like Magasheretz, would allow the Magasheretz in the machana of the Leviyah. So then the Gemara would be back to its question. Answers the Gemara, we're on the top of Daf Samaches, about five lines down, Midi Iria. What, what is your problem? Why can't the Reisha be talking about uh, about Tuma of Ones between the Balkari and the Magasheretz? And why can't the Seifa that's talking about Boel Nida and Tamimis be talking about Machanosam? They don't have to be talking about the same thing. Why, 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 why is that even a question to start with? I mean, I guess if you're reading a book, the whole thing should have a theme. But these are different sections of Halacha within Masecha Zavim. No reason to assume that they're the same. Says the Gemara, let me try still further. Mesive, six lines down, Samaches, Samadalev. The Gemara asks from a source in the Tanaim, Mitzora, Chamor Mizab. A Mitzora, yesterday we learned about a Mitzora that they have Priyo Frima, they have to grow out their hair and uh, they have to have their clothes torn. So they're Chamor Mizab. They are more stringent than someone who sees this discharge of a Zav. The Zav, Chamor Mitzamimes. And a Zav is more Chamor than a Tamimes. And we said yesterday why that's true, because the Zav, um, is a roko vizovo. All of the discharges from the zav are still going to be the avatuma that doesn't apply by a maze. So that's uh, the first two steps. And then says the Gemara, says the Gemara, quoting this brisa, yatsa to exclude balkeri. But it's a little unclear. What does it mean? Yatsa balkeri from what? To say that tamimes is chamor mimenu. What are you being yotze the balkeri from? 
we, we don't know what category it was in. My yatza, what are you excluding the Balkari from? Lav yatza michlal zav. Are we saying that really it should be that the Balkari and the Zav are the same? But what this Bryce is doing is excluding the Balkari from the world of Zav and putting it in the category of Tamimais. Because then what we would then see is that the Tamimais is allowed in the Machanelabia. And if you're saying, if you're saying that a Balkari is in the same class as a Tami Mace and that the Balkari is allowed in the Machan then this Brisa contradicts Rabbi Yochanan. Because Rabbi Yochanan said the Balkari is outside of two Machanos. Rabbi Yochanan held that the Balkari is not allowed in the Machan Kahuna or in the Machan Yet this Brisa says that if what we're doing is taking a Balkari and moving him from being an equal to a Zub and making the Balkari an equal to a Tami Mace, so then you have a problem because the time mace is allowed in the machan elavia. Then therefore, if that's true, a balkari should also be allowed in the machan elavia in the brisa, and therefore contradiction against Rabbi Yochanan. So it says umutar uh, umutar b'machan elavia. Says more low. You have it all wrong. Yatza, what does it mean? Yatza, that we exclude the case of Balkari. Yatza mimachane tamemes benechnas lamachane zav. The other way, we put it, we, we don't put it in the camp of the tamemes, and we do put it in the camp of the machane zav. V'yafal gav de tamemes chamor mimenu, de muter b'machane leviyah. Even though you're right, that technically speaking, the Balkari should be less chamor, should be more of an obvious case as it relates to Tamimais. However, the, uh, but the reason why we don't put the Balkari with the case of Tamimais is because the Maide Dami Lehmedaminanle. Zera and Zav exit the same part of the body. They exit the Aver. So therefore, the Gemara equates them that even though halachically and conceptually, we should be putting the case of Balkari as a lower status than the Tamimais, but because the nature of the discharge is similar in its in its form uh, as it relates to uh, to Balkari and to Zav, so therefore it's equated that way, and therefore it's not a kasha and Rabbi Yochanan. So it says the Gemara Tani Tana Kame de Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Avdimi. There was a drasha that was made about this exact topic about uh, which machana the Balkari is excluded from. One pasuk says Vayotze Vayetze. It says Vayotze Vayotze El Michutz LaMachane that he has to leave the camp. Says the Brisa, Zomachneshchina. He first has to leave the Machneshchina. So let's say you have a person who's in the Machneshchina and he has a Mikra Laila, he has to leave. If he has a seminal emission, he has to leave the Machneshchina. Lo Yavo El Tocha Machane. What does the next phrase mean? He can't go into the camp. He's leaving the Shechina, but he can't go into the Machane. What does that Pasuk mean? Zomachnelevia. So he has to leave. Mikan, the Balkari, Shiyetzi, Chutzlashte Machanos. This is a beautiful riot for the Shita of Rabbi Yochanan. However, says the Gemara, Omar Lein. So there was someone who was teaching in front of Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Avdimi. Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Avdimi said back to him, I don't understand. Akati lo ayalte apikte. Before I even get to where I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm kicked out again. Meaning he's in the Shechina. He's, he's in the Machana Shechina. And he becomes a Mikra Laila. He sees, he sees there, he becomes a Balkari. So he's kicked out. But where does he get kicked out to? The next, it's concentric rings. So in the middle is the Machana Shechina. The ring around that is the Machana Levia. Where are you going to go? You can't skip over the Machana Levia. The Pasa can't mean that it's usher to walk through the Machana Levia because then you can't go anywhere. You haven't gone anywhere, but, you, but you're stuck. If you're in the Machana Shechina and the next Drusha says you can't walk into the Machana Levia, what do you do? What do you do? So it says, they can't, it's just not a simple shot in the Pesukim. Lishna Harina, another way to ask the same question is, Akati Loa Pikte, just another way to say, you haven't even left yet, 
and now you have to go out again? Basically, the same question. So he says the Gemara, Ela'ima, we have to reverse the drushes. In the earlier part of the Pasuk, when it says, whereas above we said that that was referring to the Machana Shechina, here we're saying no. That if the person who was a Balkari was in the Machana Levia, and that's where he became a Balkari, so then uh, he has to leave. But where does he go to? Where should he not go to? He should not go to a place of more Kedusha. He should not go to the Machana of the Shechina. He should go to the Machana Yisrael. Very good. So it says the Gemara, one third of the way down, maybe we could have said, maybe both parts of the Pasuk were really for, referring to the same thing. This would be a caution of Yochanan, because Rabbi Yochanan said that the Balkari is excluded both from the Machane Kahuna and the Machane Leviyah. Maybe, says Ravina, we could assume that each part of the Pasuk was referring to the Machane Shechina. Why does it say Machane twice? To teach you, that maybe there's both. An Isser del Raisa and an Amitzvah Saseh uh, that, uh, that one could violate by having the word Machana twice, says the Gemara, that's not right. In Cain, if what you're saying is true, that the, the, that the Pasuk was trying to teach us that there's an Asay attached to it as well, then the Pasuk should have said, Why does it have to say the word Machana again? Just say, don't go in. Just, you don't have to say the word machana twice. Why do we add that word? So the Gemara here therefore says as follows. Like this conclusion of the Gemara, the Gemara says that if you're in the machana, you have to leave. So this supports the sheets of Rav Yochanan because Rav Yochanan said that a Balkari that a Balkari is obligated to leave the machana kahuna and the machana levia as well. Uh, so we said in our Mishnah, Remember, we said that one is allowed to uh, to cut open the animal. So, uh, what does that mean? Michui Kravav. So, says the Gemara, my Michui Kravav. What is this talking about? Michui Kravav. This is a machlokas. Ravuna Amar Shemenakwan Besakin. Ravuna says that you're allowed to make a naked, make a hole in the animal with a sakin, with a knife. You can take the knife and kind of turn the knife and make a little hole in there and then cut downwards, no problem at all. The slippery, greasy parts of the me'eha. Uh, the oily parts of the body that are now on the knife, the nafka, agav dochka de sakina. You can remove them with dochka de sakina by pressing the knife into something that will kind of like a hard surface. We would normally do it into the ground, uh, but there's no nothing like that in the mikdash. But that would be allowed to do. You can put it into some kind of hard surface to clean the greasy parts off of the knife. Why does he say Why does he say that you're allowed to clean off the greasy parts in that way? So answers the Gemara. The reason why he says that is because So says the Gemara that uh, we don't know what this means yet. Says the Gemara, my mashma. What are the implications here? What are the words? It means kedematargim Rav Yosef, as Rav Yosef explains. Rav Yosef was a bucky in the targum of Rav Yonasan Ben Uziel. So what does he say that Rav Yonasan Ben Uziel says? The property of the evil, tzadikaya yachsenun, will be inherited by the righteous. So what was this even talking about? So the reference here in the Gemara is that the greasy parts of the animal will be cleaned off by, uh, the, the bad parts will be removed by the good. The bad will be removed by the good. So there's a bad part, we're going to remove it by doing dochka de sakina. So it's kind of like a drusha. What does the beginning of that Pasuk mean? What does the beginning of the Pasuk mean? The play on the words of Kedavram is Kimidu Barbam. Okay, what does that mean? My Kimidu Barbam, that those who are evil, same drusha as before, as of Yosef, that it will be inherited by 
those who are righteous. Amar le Rava, maybe Bishlama Yiksiv Charvos Kidika Amris. If it would have said the word charvos without the vav, without vicharvos, then I could have agreed to your drasha that the righteous would have inherited from the evil. However, vicharvos I disagree with you. So therefore, Ella Amar Rava Rav Amar Rav. Rava says it must be for a different reason. What's the shot in the pasuk? The Amar Rav Chanan Amar Rav Asidin Sadikim Sheyichu Es Hamesim. He says pshat in this pasuk must be different. It must be that in the future the tzaddikim will resuscitate the dead. The pasuk, our pasuk over here that says, uh, that says like we saw before, kedabram. And then over here, So we know that that's talking about Elisha. Um, and the pasuk says, Po, Alisha ben Shafat Asher Yatzak Maim Al Yad El Yahu, and who is Gilad? First of the longest lines, Gilad Zel Yahu Shneamar Bayam Al Yahu Atishbi Mitoshve Gilad. So we know that these two people, uh, Bashan and Gilad, are Alisha and El Yahu. And Amar of Shmuel Bar Nachmeni, Amar of Yonasan. How does all of this play out? Tzadikim Sheyichu Mesim. We have another uh, Marimakom that supports this second shot in the pasuk. That what it means that this pasuk doesn't mean that the tzaddikim will inherit that of the righteous, but rather the pasuk means that uh, the tzaddikim will be able to revive the dead. Famous drasha, a famous pasuk that explains what the what things will look like in the future, that there will be old people uh, sitting in the streets of Yerushalayim, and Be'ish Mish'anto Be'yado, he'll have his cane with him. Uchsiv, a play on words, Be'samti Mish'anti El Penei This is the story of when uh, Elisha resuscitated the child, the story in Tanakh, the story in, uh, in Sefer Malachim. Look at the Pasuk there on the side if you have it. Uh, so that is how we understand the Pasuk, that Tzadikim will resuscitate um, Mason, people who have died. Three lines into the wide lines. Ula, Ramiksiv, he had a contradiction in Psukim. Bila Hamaves Lanetach, a famous pasuk that's often quoted at uh, Levayas, that we should wipe away the Maves forever, um, which seems to imply that it, during the times of Mashiach, that there will be no death in the times of Ekpasad uh, the Mashiach. Uchsiv, at the same time, there's another pasuk that says, Kenar ben Meashana Yamus, that people will still die. So says the Gemara, Lokashe, Kan Israel Kan Be'akum. One is talking about Yisrael, by whom it is Shaykh Dev Tchiasamesim. However, and by that person, However, that's where we say that there is no there. Okay, but what's going on? Why are they involved uh, uh, with, with any aspects of this at all? Shouldn't be shy to them at all. Says the There will be some outsiders, some people who are not part of the klal or They will be the shepherds for your sheep. Uh, they're going to be the farmers, the people who work the field. He asked a different that there's going to be a, a darker light. There's going to be a busha. The sun will not be so bright. But at the same time, there's a pasuk that says, really 70 times greater than the, than the light of Breshis. So how do we how do we deal with these contradictory psukim? One is that there's not going to be so much light, and the other is that the light is so bright. Answers the Gemara seven lines from the bottom of Samaches Medav Lokasha. Kan Olam Haba Kan Limos Hamashiach. It depends. In Olam Haba, we don't need this bright light. It's going to be a darkened physical light because we have the Ziva Shechina, 
and Olam Abba, Kaddish Baruch that's what the, the, the Ramchal writes, that the whole point of life, the whole point of life, standing on a, standing on a blade, it's very simple, is Lehanos Meziv Shechinaso, is to be, be in a place where we can bask in the light of Kaddish Baruch not here, not here, but there, in the, in the next world, in Olam Abba, where the sunlight is not bright by any chance, it's considered dark, says the Gemara, it's in fact Busha, it's embarrassed to be present in front of the Shechina, in front of the Ziva Shechina. Good. So then says the Gemara, well, that answer works according to some, but Shmuel was of the opinion that there's no difference between Yimosa Mashiach and Olam Haba, except for Shibud Malchios, that there will be peace, that the, the, all of the governments will all be aligned with one another. What would we say then according to Shmuel? So it says the Gemara, you're right. Both of them apply to Olam Haba. Why is it not a contradiction? So there are different places within Olam Haba. Some will have the light of the Ziva Shechina, and some will have this uh, this bright light of Shiva Saim, of seventy of the sevenfold. So that's that's how the Gemara answers that question. And Rava, four or five lines from the bottom, is going to ask another Sira, which will bring us to the end of the page. The Pasuk says, I will uh, cause death and I will also resuscitate. I can cause illness and I can also heal. So says the Gemara, why bother saying both? You can make someone become alive again. If he only has a cold, of course you can make him better. What, uh, it's obvious. Why is the Pasuk speaking in such extraneous terms? As follows. The very one that I cause for death, I will revive. In the same way that when one, in an individual way, of course he's capable of both, but what the point is that he who HaKadosh Baruch Hu allows to die will allow for that person to be uh, brought back in Tchiyas Amesim, just like he who is no longer well is able to be resuscitated by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Tanu Rabbanon, a Brisa that speaks about the same Pasuk, Maybe one would think that death happens over here, but the other person is brought to life. No, that's not correct. I heal the one that I have given the illness to. The same exact person is going to be revived. And this, this is a Pasuk. This is a Pasuk in the Torah. And that means that we have a Pasuk in the Torah that explicitly stipulates that there's going to be Tchiyas HaMesim. And therefore the Gemara says two lines from the bottom, Somebody's going to say there's no Tchiyas HaMesim in the Torah, you're wrong. The Pasuk says that I will cause for death, but I will also cause for Tchiyas HaMesim. In the beginning, that which I caused to the person who will die, I will heal him. And, and, and throughout the process of him becoming alive again, I will also add to that within one person, he'll die, I'll get him alive again, and then I'll heal him still more until he's totally healed. Let's turn to the top of the Samaches Samabes. We said in the Mishnah that the Hector Chalavav that one is allowed to be maktir, to burn the chilev of the animal, the emurim, even when uh, Yud Dalad Nisan falls out to be on Shabbos. So says the Gemara Tanya, beautiful b'risa. Amar of Shimon, kama chaviva mitzvah b'shaita. How beautiful is it to do a mitzvah in its time? Technically speaking, you could have been maktir, 
You could have been makdir the rest of the animal, the chalav and ve'evarim. You could have done that after Shabbos. You could have waited till Motzei Shabbos to burn it. Ve'in mamtinin lahem kshem kolalayla. But yet we see ve'in mamtinin lahem achetechshach. It's very, very important to do a mitzvah b'shaita whenever you can. I just had a shaila that came up this week. I think I may have mentioned this already. It's such a blur. I'm supposed to do a bris in Lakeview. It's seven and a half miles away. It's very cold and it's very far, and I'm not walking that far. Rabbi, first I called Rabbi first, and I said, tell me what to do. And he said, can you get the family to move here for Shabbos? I said, I tried. They're not willing. They're very, they're very COVID sensitive. He said, can you get another Moel to go? I said, I, I, I'm happy to try. So we, I picked a, a young Moel to walk, and he said he wasn't available. So Rabbi first said, yeah, do the, do the bris on Sunday. I mitzvah chavilu b'shaita. Yeah, of course. But you got to look at the, at the whole context and say, see when it's appropriate to apply that principle. It's always true. It's always true. And had this been a, a stark Jewish, they would have figured it out. They would have gotten over their fears of COVID, whatever it was, they would have done it. But this family's disconnected. And better that I should do as a, as a from Moab, better that I should do the bris on day nine and have it be kosher than have someone who's not from drive on Shabbos, do a bris which is not kosher on Shabbos. It's an Isser Darais instead of a Mitzvah Darais. And the bris isn't kosher, push off the bris. So yeah, this is the job of a posek is to have the big shoulders. Thank God I'm... I'm not, uh, Rabbi, I, I, that's why I like calling other people for these things. Uh, so, and it ended up happening again this week, that happened again that a bris was pushed off for only for one other reason, which is that the concern was that if they weren't going to use a from mold, they were going to use a secular mold. So Rabbi First has told me a number of times that when that's your chush, you don't always know, but when that's your chush from your conversations, just push off the bris one day to make it work for them because the kid should have a good bris. He should start off right. He's not in a from home. Okay, but he got, he, that doesn't mean he's not shaykh to the mitzvah bris mila. So, so yeah, so that's chaviva mitzvah b'shaita that we see that we're allowed to do the hektar chalavim ve'ivarim ufidarim, uh, even though it's mutter kol alayla on Motzei Shabbos, but still the Mishnah writes that it's mutter on Shabbos. So he said as well, there were certainly suri derabbanan in our Mishnah, har kavas also carrying the animal and carrying them outside the tchum and also cutting off a yabela, some type of growth, a wart or a mole. Uh, we'll use the word wart here. What does it say in the art school for yabelas? Does anybody know? Let's say war. It says war. So let's uh, we'll use that as our as our sampling. So it says the Gemara Uramin, who our Mishnah seems to say that there's an Isser Durabanon that says that you're not allowed to do that. But that, that doesn't that doesn't stem with all of the sources in the Tanaim because we have a Gemara in Eruvin. We actually learned this already. I'm sure we all fondly remember. There we had an explicit statement that you are allowed to remove a yabelis. You can remove a wart in the mikdash. It's an iser derabanan. But in shvus b'mikdash, it's mutter to remove a yabelis. Yet in our Mishnah, it says that you're not allowed to do that. Be'im b'kli finishes off the brisa. If it was done with a kli, if you use a, you know, a scissors, whatever it is, so then kan v'kan asr, that's asr everywhere, implying that it's an isr d'oraisa. So that's our contradiction. Our Mishnah says it's an isr d'orabonah, you're not allowed to remove a wart. However, this brisa is very, very clear. The only time you're not allowed to remove a wart is when it's an isr d'oraisa, you're doing the cutting bikli. If you're doing it with a pair of scissors, that's of course going to be problematic. However, if it were to be an Isra Durabanan alone, we would have said that Bimedina it's not allowed, but Bimikdash, it should be mutter to remove the ward as long as it's done barehanded or it's done in some form, Isra Durabanan kind of way. So, how do we answer this question? Says the Gemara, Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Yossi, Bereb Chanina, Machlokes in the Amorai, Chad Amar, Really, both cases, our Mishnah and the Brisa from Eruvin, are both talking about removing the Yabelis, the wart, with a bare hand. You're just tearing it off. But ha ha 
One is moist and the other is dried out. So the one that's moist is going to be an Isser Dorai. So that's our Mishnah. Our Mishnah says it's not allowed because it's it's not allowed. So it's, it's a lacha, it's not allowed. However, Habiyavesha, the one that's dry, that's going to be the Bryas and Erebin Bechadam, or the other of these Amorim gave a different answer. Both of them, both of the sources, this our Mishnah, which says that there's an Isser Derabanan of Chatzichas Yabelas, and the Brisa, which says that it's mutter to remove the Yabelas Ben Mikdash. So, Bechadam or Idi Idi Belacha, really, we're all talking about the same type of wort. It's moist, it's still alive and well. The Lokasha, and there's still, there's not a contradiction between the Mishnah and the Brisa because in our Mishnah, we must be talking about a, cl- a case where the Chaticha Sayabelas was Bikli, and therefore that's problematic. Masha'in came the Brisa and Masachas Erevin must have been talking about Biyad, where we said that it's Mozart to do so. That's only in Isser Darabon and Shvus Bemikdash. It's okay, you're allowed to do that Bemikdash, not Bemedina. Mikdash, it would be allowed. So says the Gemara, okay, you've given two very good answers. Why did the two of you not agree with one another? So the Gemara explicates this question at length. According to the one who says that one of the sources was talking about the Yad and the other was talking about the Kli, why didn't you say like the other person, my time alo Amar, why didn't you give the other person's answer? So it says the Gemara, that may not even be an Isser Do Raisa. If you have a wart that's totally dried out and cracked, that may not even be an Isser Do Raisa. That's why we see a tseruf of this, that when a person has a very, very, very painful cuticle, so the post can write that if the, if the majority of the cuticle is torn and you're in pain, you can tear it off. That's not uh, Nisr Doraisa. It's not. It's mostly torn off. We consider it off. So, but you, okay, so it's Nisr Dorabana. We come. So here we're saying it's even less than that. It's it's Mifrach Pircha. It's totally not eligible for this conversation. That would be Mutter even within our Mishnah if it was Mifrach Pircha. So that's why the first approach didn't say, say like the second one. We're, we're 12 lines down, quarter of the way down. According to the one who says, that both our Mishnah and the Bryce and Erevin was speaking, Biyad, was talking about removing the Yabelas barehanded, and he gave the answer of that the Brysa that speaks about, um, that says that it's Mutter, that's Biyavesha, but our Mishnah is talking about Balacha. So according to that approach, why didn't he say like the other person? My time, why didn't he say like the other approach? This answers the Gemara, Amar Lach, Klihuktani. Hasam in bikli in kli huktani hasam he was taught over there with a kli in bikli kan vikanasa we learned that that's an iser daraisa so if it's an iser daraisa that shouldn't be mutter anywhere it shouldn't be mutter in erevin shouldn't be mutter in shas shouldn't be mutter anywhere so then that can't be where the mishnah in maseches erevin the brayse maseches erevin should be lenient ibiidach that's a great question if you if you're going to say that it that the kli is an iser daraisa across the boards. Then of course you can't use the distinction of habakli and ha- that doesn't work at all. So answers the Gemara. I've got an answer. No, hadikatani kli with a shita that holds of kli hacha plukta de Rabbi Eliezer Rabbi Yoshua Asala Ashmuina. It's coming to teach us this machlokas Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua. It's not clear from the Gemara what they're talking about, but really what it means is that one of these shitas holds. That as long as the abelis is yuvesha, as long as the wart is dried out, then when you cut it with a kli, it's not an esr doraisa. That's a huge, uh, that's a big psak. That's a big psak that if it's yuvesha and you, you did it with kli, so we don't say it's an esr doraisa, we would say it's only an esr doraisa. And that brings us to the two dots. One third approximately of the way down on Samachesim and Beis, let's continue.
Omar Rabbi Eliezer, Umayim Shechita, we had said in our Mishnah, just like uh, if Shechita is allowed, we should allow all these Suri Dirabban. And Rabbi Yeshua argued from Yontif. He says, no, by Yontif, we see that Yontif is a mitzvah, that Yontif, we have the, the heter for Shechita, but we still have Yisuri Dirabban. And that was the Machlokas in our Mishnah. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yeshua, the time, where do we get Rabbi Yeshua's Shita from? Rabbi Yeshua, who, who doesn't allow for these Yisurim because he says that Yontif is its own day that's Chashav, he holds, Simchas Yontov Nami Mitzvah, he holds that there's a Mitzvah by, uh, by Yontif as well. Titania, the Brysa writes, Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, his counterpart holds as follows, Ein lo le'adam tov ela, o ochel v'shose, o yoshe v'shone. You are either going to sit and fress or you can sit and learn. But we don't have an obligation to split the day. Namely, there's no obligation to eat food, to have hana, to have the oneg of yantif, like the way that we normally treat it. This is a famous Gemara that we're about to see, this, this uh, source in the Brisa. Rabbi Yeshua Omer, no, chalkeyu, chetzio, lachila, ushtia, the chetzio, the Beis HaMedrash. The way that one should be spending their holidays, their Shabbos, however they are played out, we should be spending part of our time, of course, uh, eating, uh, we have a mitzvah der Rabbanon, maybe a mitzvah der Rosh Hashanah. Certainly, a mitzvah der Rabbanon on Shabbos to eat a kezayis of bread, three times on Shabbos. To be clear, for those of us who may be carb sensitive, the halacha still is the case that we are obligated to have a suda on Shabbos Friday night, Shabbos morning, Shabbos afternoon. What is the definition of a suda? So we have to eat enough bread in an appropriate amount of time. Otherwise, you're not yotze the mitzvah sayom, and you can't bench. This just came up uh, this past Shabbos. We, we had a zimun because one of my kids ate hamoti, but not enough. And the other kid ate enough. So myself and one kid ate enough. The other kid didn't eat enough. So he couldn't bench. You're not allowed to bench stam. You take one bite of bread. You're not allowed to bench. That's not a shear of achila. It's also to bench. You have to eat a shear of achila. But forget the benching piece for the moment. You're not even yotzei your pseudo Shabbos. You have to eat enough in the right time. Anyways, the Gemara says, that's Rabbi Yeshua's shita. He held that there's chetz yolachem and chetz yolachem. Amar Rabbi Yochanan. And this b'risa, what does Rabbi Yochanan say? They both understood this, their own shitas from similar psukim. That says clearly it's for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the holidays for Hashem. It should be for you. So says the Gemara, Rabbi Eliezer, you got to pick one, one Pasuk or the other, but not both. Rabbi Yeshua Omer, and this is the line, part of our avoda on Yontif and on Shabbos is to have Oneg Shabbos. Yes, we need to be in the base Midrash, and we'll, we'll come here, we'll learn Daf Yomi. But everybody has to make sure that there's a Chetz Yolachem and that there's a Chetz Yolachem. It's very difficult to elevate the eating process into something that's Kadosh. I'm very bad at that. But that is that is a lofty level that we need to be Mekadesh Tachol. So some of the Svar Makadoshim, they add this idea that when a person is doing something, even something that's Begashmias. So you add, he writes on that this should be L'Shem Kedusha Sachil on Shabbos. You add in the framing, L'Chavit Shabbos Kodesh. And my Rebbe Mufak, Rabbi David Miller in Eretz Yisrael, I sat by his table and uh, I grew up with Southern parents. So we were, you always waited for the host and thank God I did because I sat there patiently waiting for, for Rabbi Miller to start eating. And all of a sudden it got dead silent and we had all washed already. Everybody had full plates of food. And he looks around the table, and everybody picks up their fork and they started eating. He, he framed out Kedusha by eating. It's something that we can do. It's a beautiful idea. Okay, good. So that's what the Gemara says. That's the machlokes between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua about whether or not we say that it's either kulo lashem or kulo lachem versus chetzio lachem and chetzio lashem. 
Says the Gemara. Amar Rebbe Lazar, the Gemara says almost two thirds of the way down. Everyone agrees on Shavuos to Boina Nami Lachem, that there's an aspect of Lachem, Lachem here implying that you need to be eating food, spending time outside the base medrash, but of course, uh, focus on your Avodah, my time, because Yom Shinit Nabot Torah, that's the day we got the Torah. You got to celebrate, absolutely. We all agree that on Shabbos, that there's a din of Lachem. You're not allowed to fast on Shabbos. You're not allowed to fast on Shabbos. It's usher. Then you're not allowed to fast until chatzos. That's why some in Yana try to dab it a little earlier. Okay, these are good shilas. My time, what's the reason? Because the Karas of the Shabbos Oneg, the Pasuk says that on Shabbos you have to have Oneg. Um, Rav Yosef, let's continue with the holidays. We just spoke about two Dine Del Raisa. Now Rav Yosef and Amora, third century, he shifts. All of Purim is a din de Rabbanan. What is the din of Lachem? Says the Gemara, my time because you may mishta v'simcha ksibbe. Because the language in the toward the end of of uh, of, uh, of, of the Megillah, that's what, of Megillah's Esther. It says that it was you may you may mishta v'simcha. He would fast during the days throughout the year. You wouldn't eat during during sunlight hours. Levar, with the exceptions of the following: Me'atzarta from Shavuos Upuria from Purim Umale Yom Kippur Male Yom Kippur and on Erev Yom Kippur. We know, of course, that we're supposed to eat on Erev Yom Kippur. Where is that from? From right here. Let's go through it. Atzeres Yom Shenidna The reason why. He ate during the day why Mar Bere de Ravina would eat during the day hours of Atzeres was because that was the day we got the Torah. Puriya, on Purim, you may mishta v'simcha ksib. Because uh, as mentioned, Megillah says to write, you may mishta v'simcha. And Mala Yom Adikipure, and an Arab Yom Kippur, detani chia bar rav midifti. Uh, this is a brisa that we learned already in Brachos, and we'll learn it in other places in Shas. It's a famous Gemara, a very well-known Gemara about a very unique mitzvah d'oraisa, to eat on Erev Yom Kippur. How does that work out? You should afflict yourself on the ninth of the month. Asks the Gemara, afflict yourself on the ninth? We don't fast on the ninth. Yom Kippur's on the tenth. So what are you talking about? We're supposed to fast on the tenth day. So answers the Gemara, to teach you the following lesson. If you eat on the ninth, then it's as if you fasted on the ninth. And then when you fast on the tenth, it's as if you fasted on the tenth. So you get the zechuyos of both. So here with this Gemara, the post game have a, a, a pretty distinguished machlokas about whether or not the mitzvah rice of eating on Erev Yom Kippur applies to women. On the one hand, it seems to be a mitzvah saseh shel Torah. Uh, which is uh, which is a mitzvah sasei shazman grama. It only applies during daylight hours. There is no nighttime mitzvah. So maybe we should say that like all other mitzvah sasei shazman grama, that women are exempt. However, some of the posts can say that no, the whole mitzvah to eat on the ninth is drawn out from the Israchila on the 10th. And because there's an Israchila on the 10th that a woman is mechuyav in, therefore the achila on the ninth, she's also mechuyav. So that's a machlokes haposke. Says the Gemara, a couple more short Gemaras, and then we'll stop toward the bottom of the page. Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef, Biyoma de Atzarta, Amar, uh, Amar, Avdi Li Igla Tilsa. Please make for me an Igla Tilsa. We've spoken about Igla Tilsa before. An Igla Tilsa is either a third born animal or an animal that's only a third cooked. It's very rare, a, a very rare cooked animal. One of the two, but it's a, it's a, it was a delicacy. Amar, Ilohai Yoma, without the day that I got the Torah, the Kagarim that made me who I am, 
Kama Yosef Ika Bishuka. How many Yosefs? Well, I would just be another guy. Uh, this is the phrase, just another joke. I would be just another guy. It's all, I'd be like everybody else. The Torah helped me to extract from within me who I am. I would never have reached my capacity without Torah. None of us will. And that's what the Gemara is saying here. That's why he used to celebrate. It was a special day. Rav Shesh has had a, a rule in his learning called Tlasin Yomin Mahadar Le Talmude. Every 30 days, he would go back and learn over all of his Torah. The Tali, the Koi Be'ibra Dedasha, he was standing by the doorway of his house. The Omar, Chadoi Nafshoi, Chadoi Nafshoi. Chadoi from the word, Chad, uh, so happy. My soul should be so happy. My nefesh should be so happy. L'chakroi. It's for you that I learned Pesukim. L'chatanoi. It's for you that I learned Mishnayis, that I learned Gemara. So do we learn for our nefesh? Where's the idealism? Yeah, we learn for our nefesh. We have to be misaki in our nefesh. Absolutely, we were given a nefesh. We have to bring it back, zach v'tahor. Absolutely, that's the whole process of tshuva. It's way bigger than we are. We all have a chelik elokamimal within us. This is real. This is not, uh, it's not heebie-jeebie pixie dust. This is real. We have that within us, and it's our obligation to learn Torah, to be mishaper, to improve our nefesh. But says the Gemara, wait a minute, Aini, the Amar of Elazar, of Elazar says, forget about your nefesh. <laughs> The whole physical world would not be here without the Torah. Shene'emar, as the Pasuk says, So how do we deal with this conflict? On the one hand, on the one hand, Rav Sheshis was praising the fact that he learned for his nefesh. And at the same time, we see that learning is much bigger than all of us. It has to do with the kiyum of the entire world. Says the Gemara, no, it's just a question of what was happening at, at that moment. Me'ikara, in the beginning, your intentions were more narrow. He was learning for his own sake. A little bit over a year ago, a year and 23 days ago, um, I shared a, a, an idea as right as we opened Shas, which is this idea. We, uh, we don't always... Uh, we, we don't always sense the benefits of learning. It's sometimes hard, other than the yedda, other than the information and the commitment, which is itself valuable. But the learning process itself is for the nefesh. That's what Rav Sheshes is teaching us. Whether or not we understand it, it's like taking an antibiotic. I don't know the chemistry. I don't know how it works, but I know that I now feel better. I know that, it's, that it is working. And that is something about Torah that we can't fathom. Uh, the, the Torah is but it totally can improve every element of our life. So that is where Rav Sheshes was coming from with this idea that yes, of course it supports the whole world, but it also improves our nefesh. Sorry for the short stop here. We're going to stop at the bottom, three lines from the bottom of Samaches and Bez. We'll pick up as much as we can on Shabbos. And again, as mentioned, we'll be learning extra on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday with no Dafyomi in person or on Zoom on Wednesday. Wishing you all a beautiful night.